This is Bedard on Discipleship with Stephen Bedard. Hello, Stephen Bedard here. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about leaders who have fallen. And I really don't enjoy continuing to talk about Ravi Zacharias or Jean Vanier or these other leaders who have uh, fallen. Uh, but there are certain pushbacks that I have received that have happened over and over again that I thought it was worth recording one more video to talk about this because it's something that people seem to be getting confused about. And so this comes specifically from the video that I did about whether or not we should continue to read books by these leaders. And uh, one of the things that people have said is, well, why do we read uh, writings by King David, such as the, the Psalms, when we know what he did? He committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband Uriah killed to cover it up. That was a, a terrible thing. And yet we read the Psalms in the church that I pastor. We read a Psalm every Sunday. So doesn't that mean that we should uh, be reading and supporting the uh, the writings and the books uh, of these authors and Christian leaders who have fallen? What's the difference between a uh, King David and uh, Rabbi Zacharias? Well, there's huge differences between King David and Rabbi Zacharias. So the one thing that I want to say is that Christians believe that the Bible was not just written by human beings, that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So something, say, like uh, the book of Acts. Uh, why do we read the book of Acts? Do we read it because it was written by Luke? Is it the authority that he has as an author? Or is it the fact that the Holy Spirit inspired Luke to write that? Is that why it is something that is important to us? And so I think that that is the case for all of Scripture, including the Psalms. Whatever David did, one of the reasons we're reading the Psalms is that we believe that God is speaking through the Psalms because they are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Can God speak through Rabbi Zacharias? Of course, God can speak through Rabbi Zacharias, even today. And yet, we don't believe that his books are inspired by the Holy Spirit in the same way that, uh, that David's Psalms were inspired or other, uh, other books. Uh, we see uh, letters by Peter, and we know that Peter denied Christ, and, and there's all kinds of examples. Moses did some bad things. Uh, we believe that those books were inspired by the Holy Spirit. But there's another difference here. It's not just that if someone does something bad that we have to cancel them. Uh, I, I'm not promoting cancel culture, that uh, their things are unforgivable, and once you mess up, you are out of the picture. That's not what I am suggesting at all. So when it comes to the uh, biblical writers, uh, yes, Moses uh, did some things that weren't great. Uh, he uh, killed an a, um, Egyptian. Uh, he probably shouldn't have done that in that moment. And yet we see him 
uh, living a godly life after that. And the uh, he ended well in how he lived his life. Uh, David, yes, uh, he did something terrible, but we see evidence of him being confronted, of him um, repenting, and also receiving discipline from God for what he did. And so uh, there is evidence there that he repented. And we see the same thing with Peter. Yes, he denied Jesus, but we also see that he was reconciled to Jesus. And so the problem with some of these other Christian leaders that uh, we are expressing caution for, because I'm not saying that you can't read a book by Rabbi Zacharias or Jean Vanier or anything else like that. I'm not saying that. But we need to have caution with those examples because there is no evidence of repentance. Did they repent? I hope so. I really do hope that they express uh, regret and uh went to God and uh, repented um, uh, for the actions that they did. There certainly is no evidence that they ever repented to their victims, but uh, we just, we don't know. Uh, but in the, uh, in the, with the absence of any evidence there, uh, we can't make an assumption that they actually did repent. And yet if uh, a Christian leader uh, sinned, uh, committed some kind of, it doesn't even have to be a sexual sin, but if they uh, repent, if they go through uh, proper discipline and are willing to uh, to make amends, uh, I see no reason why they cannot uh, return to ministry, uh, that they can't uh, write books and be uh, effective for God's kingdom. And uh, one example I think of is Gordon MacDonald. Uh, who is a, a great uh, Christian leader who uh, committed adultery. He had an affair and he repented. He reconciled with his wife. He uh, went through discipline and all of that. And I have um, read some of his books uh, since that event and have heard him speak. And even in his speaking, he doesn't hide what he did. He shares uh, that story and warns others and uh, expresses a lot of regret for what took place. And so I see no reason uh, not to, to read his books or to, to listen to the things that he said. So uh, that is what the difference is. We can't just say, well, people in the Bible uh, messed up and we still read them. Therefore, these Christian leaders, they mess up. So we're still going to read them and accept their thing. We're talking about something different. Uh, the two big differences is that the Bible, uh, we believe, is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we're not just hearing the voices of those authors. And secondly, that those authors uh, expressed repentance and there is evidence that they were uh, reconciled to God in, uh, in the wake of what they had done. So I hope that that makes things clear. I, I don't want to have to continue to talk about uh, about these issues, but uh, sadly, uh, more of them probably will be uh, coming down the pike at some point because uh, it just seems to keep happening and it, it breaks our heart that these stories are happening. Thank you for watching this video. Uh, consider subscribing to the channel and visiting me at my website, stephenjbedard.com.